From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Hey, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Little extended weekend action. We're back. We're here for you, my babies. Theodore, CWP TV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. Tuesday means he is in. Still on the Banowitz, Friday Night Lights. We had a revelation before the show that I need to share. Because it's weird. And I know I wouldn't do it, but we'll discuss it. Stone just continuing to be weird. No surprises here, Theo. Yeah, he's, he's a weird just guy. a weird dude. So uh, we'll tell you what that is in, uh, in just a couple of moments. But it's Jimmy Butler Appreciation Day. I, I will reiterate it. I have never seen anybody do what Jimmy Butler did in this postseason. Through injury, through his team starting to fall apart around him, through already limited offensive options, especially in the half court, but a guy who also did it on both ends the way Jimmy did and to put up the numbers that he did and to will, single-handedly will his team into a Game 7 and then nearly nearly pulling off a 14-0 run when things look dead an inch and a half away of bringing his team to the NBA Finals, where the Heat would probably be systematically throttled. But you know what? We'd always have <laughs> always have the, the Jimmy Butler moment. It, it would have been akin to, if that three goes down, Jimmy Butler and, and that three to bury the Celtics pull off an improbable comeback in the snap of a finger because that came out of nowhere. That came out of absolutely nowhere. It was Jimmy forcing turnover, Kyle Lowry with a layup. And then all of a sudden, Max screws off balance three. Mm. And then they get another miss. They started getting stops. The Celtics are turning it over. And then comes Jimmy with that pull-up three. If he hits that, it's the NBA equivalent to Aaron Boone's walk-off game seven homer against the Red Sox to send the Yankees to the 2003 World Series. Yankees fans barely remember that the Marlins then beat them in the World Series because all they talk about is the Aaron Boone walk-off. Even if the Heat got blasted by the Warriors, all Heat fans would ever remember until the end of time is, remember when we went on that 14-0 run and Jimmy buried the Celtics with a cold-blooded three? That's all. It would be the NBA equivalent of Aaron Boone. Yeah, and you're right about the whole Warriors blasting the Heat thing. There was no chance. Yeah, not a a chance (laughs) in hell. There was no chance. Not a chance in hell. Uh, The award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa, located on beautiful Singer Island between Jupiter and West Palm Beach. It's hiring now. They're looking for positive, smiling faces with a passion for hospitality. Whether you're looking for a full-time career or a part-time job, Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa has it all. They're now hiring for front desk Agents, room attendants, maintenance technicians, servers, bartenders, baristas, and recreation attendants, just to name a few, all at Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa. It offers employees free meals, free covered parking, free short-term disability, free life insurance, vacation time, PTO, health benefits, 401k with a fully vested match, career path planning, Marriott discounts, a $500 referral incentive, and so much more. That's a pretty solid deal right there. Call 561-340-1700. Ask to speak with Human Resources for more details if you're looking for work. Right there, they have it at the award-winning Palm Beach Marriott Singer Island Beach Resort and Spa. Let's head back to the phones. Talking Jimmy Butler. Talking the heat. The season's over. But Jimmy Butler, is his number already up in the rafters? 
Are we just merely a retirement by Jimmy Butler away from number 22 going up to the rafters there off of Biscayne Boulevard? Uh, And where is he already after three years in the pantheon of heat greats? Because you can make a strong case that it is a combination of D. Wade and LeBron and then Jimmy. But again, what, what? are the the qualifications here because with a franchise like the heat heat culture heat lifer thing it, mm. it does matter in uh in this discussion 888-760-3776 888-760-3776 in west palm it's kevin kevin's on espn 106.3 hi kev hey what's up guys love the show long time listener listen let's not anoint him that early man he has not accomplished as much as the great, sure. you got to win chips to get in that to get your name up in the rafters. You haven't won a chip, mm. you don't get your name up in the rafters. That's it's that's just a, that's the that's the picking order of it. That's the bottom line of it to me personally. I damn it, Reno, get up there. You got to look at it. Well, how is Tim oh, Hardaway damn. up there then, Kevin? <laughs> well, how is how is Tim Hardaway up there? I never said Tim Hardaway was up there. You guys said Tim Hardaway he is was up there. Oh, it's a lot in the rafters. In, in, in the, the rafters. rafters. That's what we're saying, my, Kevin. In the rafters. In my measuring stick. Yeah. Okay. Well. But my measuring stick is championship. Okay. You can contribute. He has been an absolute magnificent contributor to the cause, and he carried the team. But let's look at his body of work. In the regular season, he took so many games off. You could say it was injury. You could say his toenail hurt it. It doesn't matter to me. you got to put in that work. And these days, the NBA guys, it could be the smallest of things. And they're, oh, we're going to sit him out or low management and all that stuff. you got to remember, the greats that came before him, they played with – all type of injury. Let's think about Isaiah Thomas playing with almost a broken ankle. You got Kobe. He had dislocated a finger, went right back in the game. Jimmy Butler, oh, well, um, I got to follow with my hair, so I got to stay out. No. And I, I'm no disrespect to Jimmy Butler because he did take us farther than we had been in the last couple of years. But come on, let's just – he's a good – he's good, but he's not ready for Are you calling Jimmy That's Butler I soft? I just want to ask you that because it sounded like you called Jimmy Butler soft. Yeah. No, but I just look at – I've watched every season game that we have, and I'm, I've been a Heat fan since Ronnie Sykes. And what I'm saying is the games that he took off, a couple of them games he probably could have played, and that hurt his body of work. He only averaged 21 points a game in the regular season. Does, how does that matter now, if they that's got the one that's a, What do you want him to get an MVP? Or like, what is he supposed a, to do in the regular season? It's a team effort. Remember, those games Jimmy Butler was out, those guys were still winning. And I'm pretty sure he he missed more than 15 games this season. So it's a team effort when it comes to that one seed. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. I just think I'm not the, saying he's not the in the and Kevin appreciate not, the call in the modern day NBA. Well, <sighs> in the modern day NBA, and this goes back to what we played last week from the Jim Rome show. Stone. Yeah. It was uh, what's Brian, his face? Brian Scalabrini. Brian Scalabrini in 2022. When it comes to NBA players playing hurt, it's a bad idea. Because this ain't the early 90s. This ain't the Isaiah year, since that's the name was invoked. You couldn't just get on the floor with a bum ankle and be like, you know what? Like, well, I, I can move a little bit. I can comp- compensate here. It's fine. The game was so much slower. You're yeah. exposed. And so much more unathletic. Today, even your, your seventh man off the bench wing, if your ankle hurts, if your knee's a little bit busted up, they're flying by you. And throwing it down on you. You become such a liability with how athletic and deep these NBA teams are. You can't just say, oh, Jimmy, go out there and play through pain. You can't do that. Not in this NBA because you end up being a detriment to the team. We saw even guys like Derek White 
blow by Derek some White of us when we were hot. tearing up the heat. He was tearing and, us up. And also, Jimmy did play through an injury in the postseason and dropped 44 times. I'd rather have Jimmy Butler I playing through injuries in the postseason than trying to play through an injury and then further hurting himself on a Tuesday night in January. Yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. I love it. And also, I wanted to point this out. So, Jimmy Butler, Kevin mentioned, averaged 21 points. Mm-hmm. A game this season, right? Chris Bosh through six seasons with Miami, 18. Tim Hardaway, 17. Shaq, 19.6. And Alonzo, 16 points in 11 yeah. seasons. So, so, so nobody, nobody, and nobody on the list, nobody who's even in the rafter has even averaged 21 points with Miami. So, I mean, there goes that argument, too. So, he's playing less games, averaging more points. And, and Jimmy season. Butler, I want to say just before we go to the next mm-hmm. caller, he, he does that strategically because during the regular season, he was building the confidence of guys like Max Strews of guys like Gabe Vincent, of guys like Victor Oladipo, giving them more shots, allowing them more time to shine so that they might be ready for the postseason. Did it work out in spots? Yes. But then again, when it came to when it matters most, I don't give a damn how many 40-point triple-doubles you get in the regular season. When you talk about two 40 balls in the Eastern Conference Finals, one on the road to win game six, how the hell can you ask for more out of a guy? Yeah. How many, how many games did Jimmy miss in the regular season? Could you look that up real quick, Stone? I think he played 53. I looked at the basketball reference. So he missed okay, so 19, 19 games. 19 games, yeah. So, but it, it's, or he, No, he played 57 games this year. Yeah, so that's that's the thing. He missed 16 games then. That's We're acting like he's doing uh, the Kawhi Leonard uh, load management, the Paul George load management thing, yeah. the LeBron load management thing. And no, also some of that could have not uncommon. And Some of that could have been COVID. Some of that could have been a week off because of COVID protocol. And it doesn't count because of the one seed. So most teams mm-hmm. will load management like in games like it doesn't matter for them. It doesn't. They, he can sit out. Where's the one seed? Like, so, like that's the ultimate goal yeah. of the season. There was no urgency for him to play when they were, when they were Which, flirting with the one seed almost all season from from December one on. Correct. They were in the discussion to be the one seed. The regular season goal is one thing and one thing only: get home court through the playoffs. Yes, yeah. and they the did, that. did that. So he he did his job in the regular season. He elevated his game in the postseason. How can you ask for more and out of a guy? It is. You mentioned COVID protocols. It's very unfair to judge a player off of how many games he plays in the regular season in this era of COVID protocols. Yeah. Like, that's not injury. You could just show up to the arena, you pop a positive, and boom, you're missing three games, depending on your circumstance, right? You, I mean, of course. So, I, I, again, I think it's just a little unfair to assess games played in a regular season. Jimmy Butler has played best when it has mattered most and been the unequivocal 1A on this team now through two deep playoff runs. Uh, Tony is in West Palm. Tony's on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Tony. What's going on, fellas? What's up, Tony? Question. about Jimmy Butler being a lifer or one of the greatest Heat players ever? Or both? What are we doing? Um, I'm, I don't know because I don't know if you can consider him a lifer. And he, he got to the heat at age 30. Okay, so he's not a lifer. I would agree. I would say two more years, we're talking lifer, especially if he gets a championship. One more year, I mean, he's already one of the greatest Heat players to be on the Heat. Mm. One more year in the championship, that'll solidify him yeah. in there. I mean, even more. I think, all right. Tony, part of this discussion now, real quick, Tony, yeah. part of this discussion real quick is that he, he checks off all the boxes about what makes and, and, and what makes a Heat player. Like the definition, what Pat Riley wants to see in a Heat player mentally and physically, he checks all those boxes, which is why to me it feels like there's a Heat lifer in the making there. Exactly. That's why you want that. It's exactly what the, uh, what the Knicks look for in a player as well. But on a, on a different level... <laughs> 
and let, me, let me let me let me let let's go twilight zone on you. Mm-hmm. So let's say he does. Let's say he goes one more year with you guys. Let's say he gets. Let's say he does. A, has a great year. Goes into the playoffs. He's only thirty two, thirty three. Let's say he goes and joins. Let's say the Knicks. Oh my! Who knows? I mean, I'm just. I, just a what if? I'm just saying. Gotta manifest would, it somehow. He, if we if we were to if we were to anoint him a lifer now, or one of the greatest now, and then he makes a move like that and steps off and wins a championship elsewhere or something of that nature, I mean, would he still be considered well, all that? He would have to be traded. He would have to be traded because yeah, I believe he he's would. under contract through 2026. So it's not like he would be leaving just, under his own. And isn't that what Shaq did? No. And my thing is the whole, the whole thing with Coach Tibbs. And um, last thing real quick, just so you guys know, because I heard, you know, you guys know I'm a Knicks fan, but mm-hmm. when we talk in heat, when we talk in heat, there's no disrespect to Hardaway and to Morning because what? 96 to 2001, they was putting in that work. Yep. They didn't win a championship, right? Correct. Right. right. But you know what? And them times, in those times, for all the younger heads, to beat the Knicks, for the Heat was a championship. Absolutely. To start the to, to start the culture, which yeah. became what, what y'all see here today, is because of Pat Riley. So once again, to my to my little brothers out there, the, the <laughs> Heat, yeah, yeah, yo, y'all know my pain too now. Because let me tell you, let's Vicka, one last thing. <laughs> uh-huh. Y'all know the pain now because listen, ninety four, what happened? Right, mm-hmm. we lost the championship, my Knicks. Right, mm-hmm. ninety five, we lost the Eastern Conference. Right, yep. so. Salute to y'all, because now y'all lost the championship, and right after that, y'all went off the Eastern Conference. God bless. I appreciate it. <laughs> God, God, I knew that was coming from Tony, too. I, I knew that was going to whip around. I like that. I, I want to remind him what happened in 2012, 2013, and 06. Yeah. And I think their last one was, what, 73? Yeah, yeah. So that's yep. it's a little different, but I do get the sentiment. I do yeah. we do appreciate the uh, comparison. Yeah, there. That was well done. Yeah, yeah it was your, great. That was a great call. Your uh, your 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 mother had green carpet the last time that the uh, Knicks uh, <laughs> won a world Shag. championship. Uh, Riviera Beach. It's Leo on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Leo. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, I'm gonna have to say that that Joe. I'm gonna have to give it to Alonzo Mourning to be the the number three Heat of all time. Okay, just because, like Tony said. There wouldn't be the Heat culture. He was the one who said, who showed that you know the Heat can 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 contend. Yeah, yeah, and that, that he, matters. And he, and ever since then, you know, they've been trying to 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 build off that foundation that Zoe Mashburn, PJ Brown, Eddie, you know, all them started. So, um, and then as far as the as far as if Jimmy hit the shot, I I I couldn't agree with you more, Ken. Like if Jimmy hits the shot. He's like that's like a bird steals the mo- the ball moment for the for the yeah. heat. Like because in eighty seven when Bird stole the ball and and DJ laid it in, you know, not really many people they show that highlight. They don't really show that they lost to the the Lakers in the finals. Right. Even though, you know, that's probably a sore stop for yep. for Celtics fans. So I really do think that that would have that would have been a chapter in Heat lore all by itself if Jimmy hits that shot. The regardless heat, of what happened. The, the Heat would have been down three games to none to the Warriors and lost every game by thirty and I'd still be kicking this show off by having people uh, tell me where they were when Jimmy hit the shot. <laughs> like that that's that that is exactly what we'd be doing on the show. Appreciate you, Leo. Uh real quick on Twitter, Shane Bartell says it's Wade, LeBron, Shaq, then Jimmy. Those are the first four there. Uh sweep the leg, Wade, LeBron, Jimmy, Zoe. That's the Mount Rushmore Miami Heat players, one shot away from two finals in his first three years. Plus he bleeds heat culture. No heat player should ever wear twenty two again. 
I think that's really well said. It's on point. Uh, Mike Hirsch on Twitter. I'm going Wade, Jimmy, so UD, just because that's the most heat culture crew. I know LeBron deserves a spot, but really nobody is more heat than UD. So taking LeBron completely out of the equation because he doesn't hit all of the uh, <laughs> the, the heat culture qualifications. That he ran away from it in Pat Riley's words. That's disrespectful to put well, UD dude. over LeBron, but I, I'll take it But for it's now. spicy, and I sort of love it. Yeah, I mean, it's awful. Uh, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Chris says Wade, Braun, Zoe, Jimmy, and Hardaway. Jayco on Twitter. Wade, LeBron, Zoe, Jimmy, and Timmy. For me, we're seeing a lot of Jimmy in the top five, at least. Mm. At least. I mean, collectively, we're seeing Jimmy in the the top five. Dylan Alberry says, I know everybody hates LeBron, but he's not even close to number two without a ring. He had four finals appearances and two rings with him. So, making the argument that LeBron should be number one, not even close. Yeah. I mean, it's it's... Let's just give it to him. Just LeBron? Let him sit in that one seat. Just let him sit LeBron. in the driver's seat and move on. I, the only reason why I would say LeBron doesn't get to have the one seat is because of the 2011 finals. Like LeBron, Or just because he's not a lifer in general. No, 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 no. If he won the 2011 finals, then LeBron would likely elevate to that. But LeBron being the sole reason why the Heat lost that 2011 finals. I mean, the Mavericks were great, of course, but LeBron averaged under 20 points. That's abysmal. And Wade having a championship five years before that with this with this Heat squad, with Heat culture, that really being the real start of it, or I guess the restart, because you have to count Morning and Tim Hardaway. I think that is what cancels LeBron from the one spot. Wade won a championship before he got here. Yeah, right. Cut and dry. I'm sort of into the argument, though, that the reason that, and it's sort of what I was I was touching on with, with Jimmy and just the circumstances and what he's done in three years, um, but also... The fact that he is the epitome of what when you and I know that people are sick of hearing heat culture, heat culture, heat culture. But isn't it that everything that he showed in the Eastern Conference Finals, isn't it that in this postseason, isn't it that? And I think that means a lot to a lot of people. Mm. So you can talk about, oh, how long they were with the organization and talk about who set the base for heat culture. But as far as who completely has lived by it, UD is in there. D-Wade yeah. is in there. Uh, Jimmy is in there. Jimmy's in there. And that's why I think he's collectively in top fives. And I think for people like us, he sits there at number three. Because he is that He's that guy. He's that guy. He's everything that Pat Riley wants on that floor. Dog, mentally tough, yeah. leader, and makes people better around him. Sets an example. He really was. He, he really is. And I think LeBron was 2012 through 2014. So, really, he gave us three years of heat culture. That first year of LeBron was a little iffy. It yeah. was. Yeah, because he was fighting everything. He didn't want to be coach. He, was, mean, he didn't want to be coach. But he also. You got to figure was, it out. You need a season. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can do that right now with Kyrie and we can do it with KD. I mean, you just but need you a know, season. A lot of those guys need a season when you get thrown into that mix. You know who, you don't, who didn't need a season? Jimmy Butler. Yeah. <laughs> he got right to it. You know who it, didn't need a season? He did get D right Wade. to it. Dwayne Wade. Right to it. Yeah. But the list is longer of guys who needed a season. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I hear you loud and clear, but yeah, that list can go on forever yeah, of guys yeah. who, who started off rough and got to where they. That's were That's true. Not everybody, team. not everybody can hack the ten percent body fat and uh, being driven into the ground uh, right. every single season. You know, uh, we will uh, have Ask Steve's uh, in a couple of minutes. Ask Steve's. Uh, he is our wise sage. He is our guy. He is the president of Good Karma Brands, and he is. Uh, a successful youth coach, a father. He knows all things, and we let our audience 
uh, we let our audience uh, pick his brain, and and we let him teach here every week on Ken Levick Alive because we dispute sports thoughts, right? Mm. Steve actually is worldly and a man of business, very successful and knows things. So we'll let him come on and teach you in our weekly Ask Steve's. But when we return, every single show needs it. And now that our heat season is done, it is it, we're going to talk a little football. Because every day, every day, a successful sports talk radio show in this nation forces a football topic mm. because it's what the people want. So we need to follow suit. Yeah, we course. need to do this. Football! There's no reason to have a football topic, and it's not going to fit in anything that we've done today, but we need it. Mm. The, the higher-ups have said, Ken, the listeners love football, so you need to talk football. So we are going to force, I mean mash, I mean jam mm. a football topic into this show. Want to know why? Because we want to be a successful sports talk radio show, and we listen to our bosses. So we'll debut the obligatory football segment next. He's Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29. I'm Ken Lavica. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaBecca Live on ESPN 106.3. Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. So every sports talk radio show, every good one, and we try to be a good one. Of course. But we have a lot of room to grow. So we're not past trying to emulate some of the better shows. And this time of year, everybody forces in a football conversation. You see it on First Take. You see it all over ESPN Radio. It's football. Well, last week, right before our three-day weekend stone, the higher-ups here at ESPN West Palm said, guys, I know that it's the NBA playoffs, but you're not talking enough football. And we want you to be a good radio show, but the NFL... You got to start having an NFL segment. You got to talk NFL. It's always NFL season. So during these dark, sad times where there's no NFL football, we are going to be a beacon of shining light for you because the higher ups, the bosses mandated it. It is time now to debut the obligatory football segment. I think it's safe to say that all these fans came out here to watch a game of football. Uh, John, Frank Marshall. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm just making conversation. Come on. Football. Hut, hut, hike. Now he fires over the middle. Intercepted. I can't believe what I'm seeing right now. You've got to be kidding me. I can't believe what I just saw. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. He'll snap it, actually. Cole Anderson is behind him. And what in the world? I was in Dallas yesterday. Where, oh, did you see all of those fans crying? Did you see them? I mean, you see, I mean, the ladies were crying. Dudes were crying. Yeah. Buck up, everybody. We're going to talk football. Football. It's the obligatory football segment. Dab your eyes, no more tears. Today, the football topic that we are forcing into the show with absolutely no lead-in is the top three most dynamic NFL offenses. Mm. Right now, the top three most dynamic NFL offenses. Theo, what are you thinking? I'm going to go ahead and lead it off. Can I lead it off? Absolutely. Feel free. Oh, man, this is great. I'm going 3-2-1 here. Number three for me on my list of top ten has got to be the 
Los Angeles Chargers. All right. Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. You got yourself a running back in the backfield in Austin Eckler. Dynamic. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to talk about dynamic? Austin Eckler. Yeah. A guy yeah. just bleeds and oozes dynamicism. Lightning in a bottle. And I'm not even sure if that's a word yet. I don't think so. All right, can I give you my, my Lightning number two? in a bottle. Was that a pun? Was that a pun, Stone? Yeah, Chargers? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty it good. Was. Well done. Great. Well Great. Done. Number two, or do we go around the table no, here? No, There's no, no, real ahead, order. no, you roll off your three. All right, number two, a bit of a surprise here. I'm going to go with the Buffalo Bill. Okay, why All is right? that a surprise? I don't know, because when you think about dynamic, you want to have a team that has a little bit of pass game, mm-hmm. a little bit of run game. Mm-hmm. Their run game is centered around their quarterback. Sure, because sure. You know, Motor Singletary is hit or miss. They drafted another running back. We'll see what happens. But number one, number one, Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns. Okay, the Cle- what? The Cleveland Browns are the most dynamic <laughs> offense in the NFL right now? I, I had mean, a double take there. At the, all right. Deshaun Watson led the league in passing when his best receiver was like Brandon Cooks or something like that with the Texans. Now you got a guy in Deshaun Watson at quarterback. You have the best backfield in Nick Chubb. And you have, uh, what's his name, uh, Kareem Hunt, mm-hmm. the guy that's gotten some trouble as well. It's a troublesome backfield there. And then you got, who they got a receiver? Amari Cooper. Mm-hmm. They got a lot. Of, that's a lot on offense, man. And plus with a guy like Deshaun <laughs> Watson, I think they're going to have, that's the most dynamic offense in the NFL. I said it here first. All right. So uh, your most dynamic <laughs> offense is in the NFL. Your three was? All in the AFC. Number three is the Chargers. The Chargers, followed by the Bills, the Bills followed by the Browns. And the Browns. Uh, me, my, my my most dynamic offenses, three through one, the Bills, the Buffalo Bills. Number Josh three? Allen, yeah, 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 you've got it. You've got an outstanding receiving core. You've got Josh Allen dynamic. They put up points. Uh, my second, the Dolphins. Best I knew speed. you would do it. The I best speed you. in the NFL. The most speed in the NFL. How Nobody could, matches them. How could you do that? Yards after the catch, that's <laughs> going to be gospel what are you doing? in this 2022 You're NFL hard. season. And then the most dynamic offense in the league, the Raiders. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. I'm positive. Why? Devontae Adams, baby. <laughs> Just Devontae Adams. Darren Winging Waller, it around. Woo! Derek Carr, I like it. Uh, Josh Jacobs. Carr to Adams. Back. Carr to Adams. You're going to hear that a lot. You're Those right. are my it's three most there. dynamic offenses. There. And that is the obligatory football segment, where, again, out of nowhere, we talk football because every successful sports talk radio show in the offseason has to do it. Time now for a man who knows nothing but success, both as a family man, both in business as the president of Good Karma Brands, and a man who has seen it all in the sports marketing realm, also happens to be a youth coach and can speak on anything wildly intelligent, and he brings his wisdom for you, the fan, every Tuesday here on Ken Levick Alive. It is time for Ask Steve's with Steve Pollitt Sr. Uh, hi, Steve. How was your three-day weekend? Great, guys. Uh, good, good to join you on a forced football Tuesday. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. We're, uh, we got to talk some fun. What about you? What, what are your three most uh, dynamic NFL offenses right now? Well, funny you should say, I was just finishing a lunch with name drop Mike Tannenbaum, Ooh. and we were both talking about how, like, even net, prior to hearing what you were talking today, he was talking about on how this time of year on first take, there's just, you know, it's a lot of, um, you know, football's always at the forefront, but you're really manufacturing a lot of football talk. Mm. So then funny, funny, I get the rundown from Stone and <laughs> I, this is where we are. Right now. So anyway, um, first take is successful. Guys, we just want to be successful like yeah, first take. It seems like a, yeah, decent show to emulate. Um, so I thought that, you know, I was thinking of mine. 
it, it is interesting because there's it, it's all conjecture at this point. I look at it as as much the stars now. It's just like depth, two, re- three receivers, and who's prepared to go running back by committee and all of that. Which so like I don't think any of the anything that I heard from you guys are wrong. I'm going. I'm going. I, I just don't think you could completely discount Tampa. Okay. Still. Okay. I, like, look at how loaded they are. Mm. Um, I love San Diego, the weapons that San Diego has. Or L.A. You know, Either one. And Allen he just and, likes the city of Sorry, San Diego. L.A. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, right, right. Um, uh, the Chargers, to be clear. And then, <laughs> and, since, and I think Cincy. Now, like, Cincy doesn't feel like a one-hit wonder to me. They uh, feel like a prolific yeah. offense. Yeah. And I think the L.A. Chargers and the Bengals are, are, are just a little ahead of uh, you know, Buffalo's there. The Rams are there. I don't know. Cleveland? I, I didn't get the Cleveland part. What? On there. Come on, man. Uh, uh, on there. I didn't either. And Steve, I think the worry. Dolphins, too. The Dolphins are in the mix. Stop. I think the Dolphins Speed. are definitely in the mix. Speed. Stop Absolutely. It. Yak yards, baby. Get used to saying <laughs> it. You're gonna be, it's going to be coming out of your mouth all, uh, all football season. Steve Palatino, ask uh, Steve's with us here on Ken Levick Alive. Uh, <laughs> before, we, uh, before we get into uh, a, a discussion about Jimmy Butler, I do have a question from Willie in Jupiter via email, Steve. And again, any fan is invited to, uh, to ask Steve a question uh, during Ask Steve's. Uh, my wife and I are planning my kid's eighth birthday party. It's going to be about 15 kids, 20 adults. I want to get pizzas, but my wife thinks we need something like barbecue or maybe even a caterer. What is the play here, Steve? <laughs> a caterer. I think see, like <laughs> they're in the nice part of Jupiter. Party yeah, they're in the nice uh, part. Owner of Jupiter. the what do they own? Jupiter? <laughs> do they own all the real estate in Jupiter? <laughs> no. I mean, if you do food, depending on the time of the day, you know, you're doing the party. If you're going to go to that level, because you can also just do cake, depending on if you do like a a two to four, like you want to do uh, sort of the, the tweener cheap out sure, move. Sure. You don't even have to do pizza, but if, uh, but no pizza is the no brainer. Um, generally don't deal with, you generally don't deal with allergies. You don't deal with, um, cleanup, um, such as, you know, safe and easy from setup. Uh, I, unless you're, let's say, you know, someone that owns something, you know, of another, like if you're going, is this like, um, like Billy Madison, like like an <laughs> elaborate you know, event, <laughs> I, you know, catering. Oh man! Of course wow. not. No, it's it's just straight up. It's straight up pizza. Now you want to mix it up? You know, have a have an ice cream truck stop by. Ooh. Oh, you, you want to a... do something that's a little wow. a, a little bit different? Yeah. yeah, do something like that where people think, all right, it you know, it's it's pizza and maybe it's cake. Oh, the ice cream truck showed up. The good humor band popped by. I could get some ices, or you know that that would be a nice little wrinkle. That's that low cost too, right? You don't have to in the summertime. Yeah, low cost, fairly low cost, and again, no cleanup mm. in that. Now spot. you need a minimum. There's a minimum to oh. get them to show, okay. but it's you know, cheaper but, than you know, a caterer. Assume... Yeah, cater, caterer completely <laughs> oh. threw me. Are oh. you considering a caterer, Ken? Oh no no! This is Willie. This yeah, is Willie and Jupiter. Man. This is Willie and Jupiter. Also, By the way, that was his wife. Yeah. So uh, so. Willie. Okay, well, let, let, you know what? For Willie and Jupiter, I did a party for my eight-year-old turning nine in Jupiter two weeks ago. Uh, and we went to the – we did – because it was so hot, knowing the rainy season is coming up, we did an afternoon sort of betting that it would be raining at uh, a bowling alley. Oh, that's pretty Jupiter. good. That's very little, good. Yeah, a little three to, little three to five. Mm. I did spring for the pizza, went with the cake, did the, did the bowling, and then into got everybody uh, a, like a gift, a card – 
for them to be able to go and do the arcade. Nice. Oh, that's I excellent. was a hero. We were, yeah. and by I, I mean my wife. I was just there. <laughs> Steve, that was the first time I've heard anybody use the phrase good, uh, the good humor band. Is that what they call the ice cream truck? Good, no, good, good humor brand. No, the good humor, the good humor man. Yeah. That's like what the ice cream truck was. And oh. now it's probably, you, you didn't know, know not, not appropriate to say that, but it was the good humor person. <laughs> no. Is what the ice cream trucks used to be called. All right. Good humor truck. I got it now. What's happening here, Steve, is Look that you up. have two babies. Yeah. yeah. You have two babies trying to decipher things that normal people know about. So <laughs> that, I, that's what happened there. I got to ask Steve well, that came know, in here. Both, they should both learn. Theo's on his way. You know, Theo's on his way. He's going to be married. That's right. That's that right. is true. Do we have time for another Ask Steve? I got one yeah, that yeah, came yeah, in. absolutely. Okay, this is from Teddy in Lake Worth. Uh, Teddy in Lake Worth, we, I've just joined a basketball league. And every other team in said adult basketball league has a full roster. My league has five players on my team. Five total players, full court basketball, 20-minute halves. Which offense and defense should my team run, given we have not played together before, and also we want to conserve energy so we can survive through these 40-minute games? It's a good question from Teddy. And okay, good, good, okay, first thing is very simple. Teddy, you better go get three or four more players because you're all going to be hurt. You're not having five players. I will bet the over-under, five players do not last through two weeks. <laughs> two weeks, you will be down to four players. Two games because, you know, once you get, and it, I don't know how old they are, let's say adult, uh, you know, adult. Say you know, mid-20s, 30 and up, mid-20s maybe. and 30s. Yeah. All right, mid-20s maybe you can still run. When you get in your 30s and 40s. Like it's just it's just inevitable that things are gonna you know things are gonna crack and break, so that you know that's the first thing. Uh, really simply, uh, you better play zone on defense to mm. conserve your energy. Okay, you better you know play a little zone, play a little zone D. I might try since all everyone wants to do is shoot threes now though. I might try to get some get a big out top or mm. play a three two zone. You know on my on my um, my eight year old travel team basketball team that I'm the assistant coach for, sometimes we put the bigger kids at top, on the top because they everyone sh- everyone's looking to shoot now from the outside. So I like to get my bigs out a little bit more to, uh, you know, to stretch the arms out. So that's one thing. Okay. As far as an offense, again, 25, you know, five guys, <laughs> I would uh, very much be, be ju- I would be very judicious on my fast breaking there, <laughs> unless you have eight timeouts, perhaps, that you, can, you know, that you can use. Uh, um, yeah, I think, uh, uh, you know, a five wide type of thing, you know, one, uh, one, someone at the one, someone come up with a high screen, roll, you know, roll from there and just keep spacing. It's just always spacing, yeah. spacing, spacing. I mean, put it on my gravestone. So all I do is scream at, all I do is scream at eight year olds and 12 year olds <laughs> and say, space, space. Why are you up against each other unless you're screening? Move and pick and go, pick and move, pick and roll, pick and leave. So hope, just create spacing. I hope Teddy heard that. It is a, a man who only knows winning it with Teddy's the family. Teddy's team is already irritating me. Terry's team, I have already. I want to bet. Can I bet against Teddy? No, no, team? no. Don't do that. Sorry, That's Teddy. that wouldn't be nice. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Teddy. A, a man who only knows winning in the boardroom, also at home with the family, and also on the youth court or the youth field. It is Steve Politzina, president of Good Karma Brands. Ask Steve's here on uh, Ken Levick Alive. By the way, when uh, when Teddy's team gets the ball on offense, everything's going to turn into 
into black and white. It's going to be really weird. It's going to be odd to see that, actually. Uh, uh, Steve, we've been talking about Jimmy Butler and whether or not his number is going to be retired, if he's already clinched that uh, in a Heat uniform, and where he currently sits after three years in the pantheon of all-time Heat greats. Do you think that Jimmy, uh, the 22, is already inevitably going to be up at the top of the rafters at FTX Arena? Yeah, I, I think so. And I think today we are more like liberal with 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 awards, right? We see that at the youth level and all the way up. And there's also an element to selling tickets and retro and jerseys and all of that. It seems to be it's a little easier to get it now. But, you know, when you think about the bubble season and this together, you know, the performance he put up was was legendary. And I'm not down on Jimmy Butler for shooting the three seem like such a convenient knock i'm not saying it's a thousand percent one way or the other but i mean he tends to take threes when he when he believes he can make them in the playoffs so i was not i was not you know crushing him you know for that there anyways um but yeah i mean the performance was epic you know the three incredible games doing it while everyone is you know everyone is is um basically in shambles around him and I think also because of what he, you know, exudes. And, and and if I'm betting on the come on what his next couple of years are going to be, I think his next couple of years are also going to be excellent. He's really um, putting himself in that heat elite. And he exudes it, right? He ex- he exu- and he wanted to be with the heat, right? Mm. He didn't want to be with the Sixers. He wanted to be with the heat. And I think he's lived up to it and then some. Uh, and then finally, for Palm Beach County Hall of Famer and President Goodcomer Bryant. Their biggest and, uh, problem is what, right? what's around them. Their biggest problem is, what, you know, two of their four – High-state players or Duncan Robinson and Kyle Lowry. That's right, that's an issue. Right now. Uh, Duncan Robinson, he should give all his uh, salary back. Um, uh, <laughs> real real quick, uh, Steve here. Ask Steve's final question. Todd in West Boca is wondering, uh, with the NBA Finals looming, is San Francisco on the Mount Rushmore of U.S. cities? For sports or in general? Just in general. You can only it's have four. Because you, you, I think you have to put L.A. in there, and it's tough to do two from California, don't you think? That's a great call. I, mean, I, I agree. You're going to go New York. I mean, basically what we're saying, it's New York, L.A., Chicago, and then you have to pick something between Boston, San Fran. If you like bridges, Dallas, then it's on your Mount Philly. Rushmore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, think, I, I think Boston – would edge it okay. when you think about ah, history, ugh. and I'm not I'm not a history ref, Boston. a history buff by any stretch. Sorry, but San like Francisco. A lot of important things happen in Boston. There was like a tea party. I don't think that was in San Fran. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going. You know, San Fran's there, top ten, no yeah. doubt. Yeah, but it's in that it's, it, yeah, you, it's in that second to, range. He digged down to the 1700s to find what he was did. good about Boston. <laughs> <laughs> it's a matter. I, of- I mean, I'm mostly a New York sports fan, so. It's, not my favorite town. Yeah. You know, Kenny, you you, uh, you know you 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 intro me as this sort of like old man youth <laughs> coach guy, right? I I had my I turned forty seven last week, uh-huh. and I don't know who, if you of you guys who follows me on on social, but I posted you got a the wagon. gift I got. Did yeah. you see the Did I, you see the gift I, I got? I saw the wagon, and it's so practical, and I feel like it's the best gift you've gotten, maybe in quite some time. Yeah, I got the wagon. The wagon is like a rite of passage for youth baseball coaches <laughs> because hilarious. there is so much crud that you're carrying the catcher's gear and the and the and the bucket of balls 
and um, the, 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 the drinks and your kids' own stuff and your own you know, stuff. And I have eschewed the wagon as long as I can. About nine years of coaching, I have been like, nope, I'm not going to do the wagon. <laughs> well, like by the time I just get to the dugout, I'm broken down. Right. You know, carrying all of all of the stuff. So finally, and I didn't know my wife was going to get it for me, but she's like, I got you one special gift. And there it was. It was like the, the wagon. <laughs> I <laughs> thought hilarious. that that would be the most important thing that I would, uh, I would receive. And uh, I think, again, to anyone out there who coaches youth baseball, just, just, it's not, you know, don't be too proud. It's not, a, it's not a knock. Some of the best youth, youth baseball coaches have one. Go ahead and just get the wagon. See, come to the wagon. His knowledge is wide-ranging, and it never ceases, whether it is uh, j- just a, a regular city league basketball team or it is youth basketball or it's planning a birthday party or it's properly escorting equipment. Uh, for yes. a youth baseball game, including, well, business and family and the Palm Beach County Hall of Famer. He does it all. He's our wise sage. Ask Steve's Steve Politziner with us here on Ken LeVick Alive. Steve, we'll do it again next week. I appreciate it. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Theo. Stone. Thank you. Well done, guys. Steve Politziner, again, the president of Good Karma Brands and the, the smartest man we know here on Ken LeVick Alive. Well, in a stunning turn of events, yeah. uh, we have mismanaged the clock, and we don't have time for Temple of Troll. But I, can I say one thing about Steve? Yeah, sure. The one thing that's the similarity between Steve Politziner and Meg the Stallion, they both have a wagon. <laughs> both dragging a wagon, baby. That's what I'm talking about, Steve. <laughs> I did not see that coming, and I love it. I love it. Uh, let me tell you real quick about EDS air conditioning. This weekend, especially once it rained and then the sun came back out and the humidity hit and it was hot and disgusting, well, you need to avoid that mm. because if that gets into your home, if that starts affecting your life because your air conditioning isn't working, that's bad news, kids. And that's going to happen a lot over the summer. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, a train comfort specialist. Hard to stop a train. That's edsairconditioning.com. EDS air conditioning. EDS is, yes, family-owned and operated since 2006. So we'll do Temple of Troll tomorrow. Well, I'm off tomorrow. Oh, that's right. Tomorrow's <laughs> Wednesday. We'll do it next week. Damn It'll it. still be relevant. It's always relevant. Too bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. All right, well, I'll, I'll anticipate it heavily next week. Thank you, Theo. <laughs> Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I've been live on ESPN 106.3.